Hey, welcome to Crucial Conversations. My name is Peter, and joining me once again is... I'm Kevin. Hey, I'm Kevin. We're having a great day today, aren't we? We really are. So, if you are not yet following us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can go to our website, crucialproductions.org, and there's different blog articles and stuff there that's interesting. If you like our podcast and the other videos, which, oh, by the way, Anchored in Christ is a new series that we've just started, partnering with St. Paul's Lutheran Church up in Minot, North Dakota, and past pastor Matt Richard is the host of that. So I would encourage you guys to uh, check that out, especially if you are a pastor and you've got Sunday school teachers who you're helping prepare for their lesson. That show while it provides great content pretty much for anybody, it's it's specifically geared towards the pastor, Sunday school teacher who's going to be working with kids that following Sunday and is needing help on the lesson, the Bible lesson. So that's a great new resource. We are excited about that and glad to be working alongside Pastor Richard on that. And of course, we've mentioned the Bible in five that is in production and I'll be doing some more test footage and whatnot. I mean, this is the fun thing, Kevin, about the Bible in five is we've been talking about it for a long time. We haven't actually put anything out yet, but in the background, we keep working on it because this is not the kind of project like this podcast where we just sit down and record and go. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's a project where we're actually being very intentional about everything we do about it really trying to do an excellent job with everything we put out. And so we're not going to put something out as here it is until we've actually got the good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) But that being said, you want to help us do that. Crucialproductions.org slash give. Any help financially would be greatly appreciated. We actually got our first monthly donor just over the weekend. That's exciting. So somebody sign up. So that is very exciting. Glad very to see exciting. that start moving. So yeah, and and if you know, whatever help you can give us, it'll just help us sound better. And when you do video, look better. Not, I mean, there's only so much you can do to help me look better. Yeah, I don't know if you can do much about me. But the video will be more accurate, which animation may or may not be overlay good. over the top of us to make yeah, us look good. better. That'll yeah, that'll help. Any filters, perhaps <laughs> filters. Yeah. We have a friend who uses filters and likes filters, so we could ask him. So, what are we talking about today, Kevin? Um, we're going to talk about something that's, 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 oh boy, it's a big topic. It really is. There was a recent video, which Peter's more into videos and, and people's names, um, in which a Christian and a Jewish person discussed whether or not we have the same God. Mm-hmm. Meaning we, meaning Christians and, and people Jews. of Judaism. Right. And the the scary conclusion was that the Christians said, yes, we do. Right. At which point, you and I were both going, no. Uh-oh, danger. Uh-oh, yeah. Danger, Will Robinson. We, we've gone far afield here somewhere. So what we're going to do today, I believe. As is, the spirit leads. As the, <laughs> <laughs> as the spirit leads. Um, we're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss um, why Christology... Um, actually excludes that idea yeah that that the the teaching of the new testament makes that idea that that judaism and christianity have the same god actually impossible right and and um 
And again, whenever we do these kinds of things, we're talking about errors or someone making a mistake or or saying our, another religion is wrong. We're not rejoicing in these errors. Right. We're, this is a sad thing, right? That that there are people who are worshiping a false god. And and here here's the temptation with an episode of this nature. And probably one of the reasons we're not like listing the video and naming the names is because there can be a certain amount of pride that can go along with, ooh, I correctly identified how this person was wrong and I'm going to use this platform to jump on them. And hey, guys, look at me. Yeah, and and the the reality of it is, and, and I am going to speak which, for Which Peter, I will say I've done before, and that's wrong of me to have I've, done that. I've never done that. You do that to me all the time, Kevin. Oh, wait, yes. What are you talking I, about? I do that daily. <laughs> um, and, and But I am going to speak for Peter in this, is that Whenever we talk about things we've read on the internet or, or videos or whatever, um, our only desire for those people is that they would know Christ right, and him crucified and that we would count them as a brother someday. Yeah. And and so um, I just want to make sure that's that's kind of clear in all of this is that there, we are really desiring, that's a strange way to say it, we desire that all people would know the love of Christ including those who listen to this podcast. That's our only motivation in life, mm-hmm. honestly, is, <laughs> is Christ and him crucified. Um, I've, I've thought about other ones that are good motivations and have yet to come up with an yeah. equally good one. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll just go with that one and, <laughs> yeah. until Christ returns, and then we'll we'll figure out what we do in that new kingdom. Well, and, and there, so the... I, I want uh, I want to remind our listeners, especially if you've stuck with us since the beginning of our podcast, but particularly episode 13, which was titled The Lens of Jesus. Uh, episode 13, also referred to by my daughter as the breathing episode. Yes. We, we have these filters on our microphones now that we didn't back then. And so I apologize if you go back to episode 13, apparently there's heavy breathing involved. Whenever one person's talking, the other person's apparently breathing. So, sorry. But here's the point. This, what we're going to do today, talking about this issue, is an excellent example of what happens when you look at Scripture, when you look at life, when you look at anything not through the lens of Jesus. I mean, this this is an example of going, using some other interpretive lens, some other way of looking at everything and coming up wrong? Yeah. And, Shorts? And we kind of did this a while ago when the, I don't know what your clever title was, but it was something about isms. Well, yeah, we had two, ty- two yeah. on isms. On Trust isms. not your isms. Trust not your isms. Yeah. And, you know, this That is, one also had audio issues where Kevin sounded like God. <laughs> that wasn't an audio issue. Oh, that was a serious yeah. audio <laughs> issue. <laughs> but, but really what we're getting at is, again... Um, the notion that Judaism and Christianity share a common God is not a theology that comes from Christ. Right. It's it's a theology that comes really outside of Christ, to which we try to get Christ to fit into. And, and you're starting at a different starting point. In this case, exactly. you're starting with the idea of God the Father, as, or as if that's that's it. Or God as a monotheistic, sure, philosophical deity, right? And and then you say, well, we worship the God of Abraham, right? And so now we're going to find Who's a monotheistic, yes, and therefore, yeah, let's start there. And since the New Testament and the Old Testament seem to both share this God, 
therefore the religions that read these sacred texts must also share this god and so you can can, read these sacred texts and are monotheistic right and are monotheistic so so actually believe these sacred texts which that's a huge issue right there um (laughs) But but that's basically how the argument goes is that that you know and and Islam gets thrown into this as well where people of the book we believe in the God of Abraham so now you have the three great monotheistic religions in the world Islam Christianity and Judaism right and you say well what do we have in common well we have sacred texts so that's nice there we have a little different sacred text but you know in the Quran you have a lot of the same stories especially pre. Um, we, we really Pre-Isaac. all have we all have the same foundation. Just some of us add a few more things on after it. Yeah, or or talk differently about certain things. Right. Um, we all like Jesus. We all think he's a good guy. You know, in Judaism, he's a he's a rabbi that that taught good things. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe went a little too far in certain areas, but he was basically a good guy. Um, in Islam, he's certainly the the best guy outside of Muhammad. Right. Um, he's fantastic. We really like him. Um, and in Christianity, uh, that's kind of where you run out of your, um, that's not how I think of Jesus at all. <laughs> or it shouldn't be. <laughs> right. And that's, that's not the way the New Testament presents Jesus. Right. And this is the point is, is when we start other places, we can kind of talk ourselves into a position in which it's like, yeah, yeah, we're all sharing. Yeah, we agree on that. We have that in common. We mm-hmm. have that in common. We use the same words over here and therefore must be about the same thing. But but when you actually listen to Jesus himself, he doesn't put up with any of this. He actually <laughs> says the opposite. He kind of says, um, the God that you think you're worshiping isn't God. The, the God that you're calling your father is actually my father. And when you reject me, you reject him. And then he says things like, I and the father are one. Yeah. And he says, yeah, you're reading these, these scriptures because you think they have life, but they only have life if that life is in me. Mm-hmm. If you read them without me, you don't get life. Yeah. And and what we try to do is we try to come out, come about this this problem of monotheistic religions all based on the God of Abraham. We try to come about that from a historical point of view or a philosophical point of view or a history of religions point of view Mm -hmm. or anthropology, right? Where you say, well, okay, these religions are unique in that they have monotheism, and Abraham is kind of their first real spokesman, these kinds of things. But but you'll notice none of that is Christianity. That's that's all looking at it and starting from human, now that the technical term is epistemology, right? Knowledge. The knowledge. How you know what you know. Study of knowledge. Yep. Yeah. So epistemology is, is basically how do you know what you know, right? Yeah. And when you start from that approach to religion in general you kind of end up with islam christian 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 christianity that was weird um, <laughs> i don't have headphones i have no idea what just happened it was really weird and it's continuing cool um we'll be right back so what we're getting at is is when you come about faith 
from a human point of view, and this is going to sound a little strange, when you come about faith from us to God. Yeah, starting with us, what we can know, how we can know it within ourselves to discover knowledge and come to knowledge. Or even how we could talk about God. Yeah. Right? All these kinds of questions. You, you kind of end up in this strange place where you make these observations like, well, the morality of the Old Testament and the morality of the New Testament is basically the same right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the arguments you hear as well. In the Old Testament, you have the Ten Commandments, and Jesus affirms them all in the New Testament. He basically lists them at some point, most of them. So, basically the same ethical teaching, Mm -hmm. right? And Jesus calls the God of the Old Testament his God, right? Yeah. And the Jews read the Old Testament, so therefore they're reading about the same God that Jesus was talking about, and they believe in the God that they're reading about, and therefore they're worshiping the same God as Jesus called Father, and so do we. Therefore we have... The same God. The same God. There we go. There it is. That was easy. Ta-da. Unfortunately, that's all a pack of lies. <laughs> all of it? All of it. The, the entire diatribe. The entire diatribe. Okay. Because... Can you unpack the pack of lies? <laughs> Because the the real stance of the New Testament is that God is unknowable outside of Jesus. Yeah. And that's something we have to take really serious as we as we read through the New Testament is that the New Testament authors believed that the God of the Old Testament is the one who was incarnate in Jesus Christ. When you reject that, the God of the Old Testament is no longer in Christ, and therefore the God that you're worshiping isn't the God of Jesus. Right. And therefore not the true God. So I don't think we talked about this. I'm trying to remember what episode it would have been, but talking about Paul and when he was converted, when he mm-hmm. when he became a Christian, th- this is what I mean, this is what he does. He goes back and looks at the Old Testament and says, I got it all wrong. Yes. I completely misread this. All of this stuff about Yahweh, about Jehovah, I thought that it was a different person, a different God. Now, I am being taught by the Holy Spirit that that was actually all Jesus. Right. And so when the Old Testament is talking about Yahweh, is talking about God acting God saving, specifically God saving his people, that was Jesus yeah. actually doing that. And so to me, this I bring this up because this is helpful for me and hopeful for me in understanding and realizing that, look, if, if Paul, the great apostle who wrote, you know, 13 books in the New Testament, 13? Did I get yeah. that right? Yeah. Unless you count Hebrews and then it's 14. Well, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that some Yeah, other that's episode. another thing. Um you know, even he didn't get this and had to be taught this by the Holy Spirit, by Jesus himself, had to teach him, hey, look, that was all about me. And even though you, as the perfect Jew who never broke any law, who had all of it memorized, mm-hmm. you missed it. Yeah. You have to be taught by me that this is about me. And and this is what we see i mean it, when you start seeing this in the new testament what you just said this this kind of reinterpretation of the entire old testament with jesus being the actor mm-hmm. with god saving his people in christ as the real story 
This is what the New Testament does over and over and over. Jesus does this. I mean, you just think about Matthew 16, right? The great, the great chapter where, where Jesus says, well, who do people say I am? And then he says to Peter, well, who do you say I am? And Jesus and Peter makes the great confession, right? You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And we was like, wow, that's amazing, Peter. And Jesus goes, you finally got something right, which, which is evidence. And oh, by the way, it it's wasn't not from you. you, right? It's, it's from the father because Peter, you know, seriously. Yeah. And then right away, Jesus says, and when I say I'm the Messiah, I mean that I'm going to go to a cross and die. And Peter says, no, you're nope. not. And Jesus doesn't say, well, you're close, but you got some details wrong. No, he says, get behind me, Satan. You don't have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Yeah. And, and this is huge. This is so huge because the things of God, the ways of God, the thoughts of God, the plan of God, the salvation of God is not something we can conceive of. Mm -hmm. We all know the passage from Isaiah 55, right? My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. You know. Well, that just means that I can't really understand what's going on around me. Right. I mean, I can function perfectly enough. fine and I can be a Christian. I just don't know enough to do, right? That's that's what yeah. that passage means. Yeah, unfortunately, no. <sighs> See, and, and the, the thing about that passage is it's on Isaiah 55, which is also where it says, my word will not return from me void. Right, but just mm -hmm. as the rains come down and water the earth and the snow and it produces bread for the eater and seed for the sower and all that kind of stuff, so also my word will not return to me void, but will accomplish that for until I send it forth. And then John says, Well, Jesus is the word that the Father sent forth and you know, this whole my ways and your ways, highways, it's all in Christ. Mm -hmm. So if we don't believe in Christ we're rejecting all that God has ever revealed which is the Old Testament exactly yeah so now in order to read the Old Testament as not being fulfilled in Christ what Jesus says in John chapter 8 and John chapter 5 is you're not reading the true word of God and God is not your father if you are rejecting me you are not reading scripture correctly, and your God is not Abraham's God or my father. You are not worshiping Yahweh nope. if you reject me. Right. Or in the video that we've been referencing, Jehovah is the name that is used for God. Which, yeah, which is funny, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> but the point being, no, it, Judaism does not worship the Jehovah of the Old Testament nope. if it rejects Christ, because right. Christ actually is that Yahweh, that Jehovah. And so, and you, if you, you want to get Trinitarian a... and say, well, they're talking about the Father. Say, okay, the Father of the Old Testament is the one who sent his divine son, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So if the Jews are willing to confess that, then I would agree we have the same God. Right. But remember, the son that the, the God, God the Father in the Old Testament sent is the divine son of God who is the Messiah who died and rose for the forgiveness of all sins. So if you're going to reject any part of that, you're rejecting the God of the Old Testament. You you can't divide the Trinity up into three different parts or two different parts or get rid of one part without Peter, getting rid Peter, of all Peter, of it. Peter, Peter, See, I'm already being a heretic and just See, how I'm describing this. No, no, you're you're being <laughs> Athanasian Creedy. Oh. Because remember this, and this is this is just something to put in your theological skull cap, right? is that we don't ever divide, divide the substance mm -hmm. or confuse the persons. Right. And what you're getting at is they're trying to divide 
the substance. They're saying, I want the father substance and reject the son. And you're like, no, 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 or, no, or no. God isn't bifurcated. Right. Yeah. God isn't bifurcated. Yeah. He's not, that's not how it works. There's only one divine essence, right? Right. And that divine essence is in three persons. So we're right back to real basic Christology and real basic Christianity, which is the true God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All of it, all the time. Or none of it. Or yeah. You you don't you don't you can't choose yeah. out of those three, right? Because you can't divide the substance. Now we also don't say, well, the son is actually the father. No, 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 we don't, because we don't confuse the persons. Right. Right? So so this is why this discussion is actually important because it, it isn't just about, well, you know, we're right and they're wrong. No, this is about who God truly is. Or as as one I think the way that I put it on occasion is, okay, well, if we're all talking about Jesus, great, but which Jesus? Yeah. Which Jesus are we talking about? Because we're talking about Jesuses with different characteristics that are kind of mutually exclusive from each Isn't other. Isn't there a book on that? Ooh, yeah. That someone wrote that 12, we know. 12 False Christs. Yeah, yeah. there's a book on, on that. We, yeah, we so. That's a good one. It's not bad. You might want to read it. <laughs> you know, I mean, but... but but this is this is so important in our world today and 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 as we even in the christian church and i i say christian with quotes around it now i would use scare quotes or air quotes i'm not sure which is which these days i think they're the same but, thing now well that's good they're all scary. they can't see us so yeah. they don't know what i'm doing this is on the radio it doesn't matter it doesn't matter um but but i i fear this not fear as in scared but fear as in worry about this that any longer there are a lot of places that call themselves christian churches but i'm not sure they're actually proclaiming the christ of the new testament Mm -hmm. i'm not sure that jesus they're teaching is the divine son of god who died and rose right and and when you listen to the the content of the preaching and the teaching that comes out of some of these churches i'm not sure christian is actually part of their accurate label right and and again, I don't rejoice in that. That That's a sad thing to say out loud. But I think something we need to be honest about. And uh, the other side, we don't rejoice in that, but we also don't fear it in the sense that, look, Kevin, if you and I don't address this and right. fix right. their beliefs, yeah. well, Christianity is going down, man. Right. We've got to, <laughs> we've got to be the ones to warn and fix the, the problem. Which, which then you look at me and you say, ex- exactly who is this Jesus? That you're worshiping, yeah. Is, is he not King of King and Lord of Lords? Does he need your help? Right. And and that's that's why we, which isn't we exist. to say, yeah, which isn't to say discernment's a. We're not saying discernment's a bad thing. No, we're just saying, let's let's keep in our proper places. I don't let's know. speak the truth, but never think that that the church is contingent on us. Yeah. And 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 again, we've we've talked about this a little bit before, and, and maybe we'll do this as an episode sometime, but. God doesn't need my defense. Mm -hmm. God isn't so weak and helpless that he's waiting for me to defend him and to set the world straight. There there is a humility that comes in theology in which you realize, you know, this church, this body of Christ is an eternal thing. My years on this earth are nothing. Yeah. It's, it's not my kingdom. It's not my church. It's not my responsibility. It's God's. The best I can do is read his word 
teach what it says, encourage my children in that, baptism, Lord's Supper, worship every Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. Encourage my Christian brethren, um, come alongside those who are struggling. Um, When I have the opportunity to some to speak with somebody to correct them if they're believing falsely right but but not so i can win a battle but simply to point them to the what, what does gospel mean good news the good news yeah. of jesus right and and that's that's so important in all this is because it's it's not important that i convince the jews that worshiping a false god that's not important what's important is that they hear the good news and if I confirm them in their false belief, they'll never hear it. Right. But when they are confronted with the reality of God in Christ, now I can tell them the good news. Because here's the sad thing. Muslims, Jews, Hindu, whatever religion you want to put in there. Right. They're worshiping a lie. They're not hearing the good news of Christ. Yeah. Those gods didn't die to forgive their sins. Those gods didn't conquer death for them. Those gods don't have the promise of eternal inheritance in the Father's kingdom. Right. Right? So so all this stuff that God has done before eternity even began to rescue us, these people that, who are rejecting that and believing in a false god, they don't share in that. Mm-hmm. That's the motivation for us to to deal with this is that we don't want anybody walking down this path into a false belief where they're not in Christ because only in Christ is good news right only in Christ do I see God as he truly is right yeah. so if I'm outside of Jesus that I'm looking for God I'm going to find a false God that I created in my own head but I'm not going to find the real God. Right. It's only in the cross of Christ. It's only in the resurrection of Jesus. Only in the incarnation. It's right. Yeah. And this is this is such the central message of the Gospel of John. It's just he just <laughs> he just continues. And he straight up says in chapter twenty-one, these things have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Did I get the chapter it's number wrong? Twenty. Twenty verse thirty-one. So there was a one one and a two in there. Yes. Yeah, but that's exactly. I mean, that's he actually says. says, This is why I'm writing this. Yeah. And and listen to what he says. Right. He says, and and just just this is such a good verse. Right. He says, Mm -hmm. it's starting verse thirty. He says, now now Jesus did lots of other other signs among the disciples, which are not written here. Yeah. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Now, just, just listen to that for a second. Who does John claim to be? He claims to be one of the disciples who saw all these things that Jesus was doing and more. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's an eyewitness. You can believe him. He saw it. And then he says, and I wrote these things down. So so now all of a sudden, and the word he uses there. Grafe. This is this is when it says Tegrafe, that's those are the holy scriptures of the Old Testament. So he's actually equating his writing with the Old Testament. Hmm. Because listen to what he says. He says, When you read these words, what will God do? He'll give you faith. Yeah. And through the deliverance of faith through these words in Jesus Christ, not just faith in general, not just belief, not just right. an idea of, well, I believe. We it's talked good about to believe. fideism, faith right. in faith. Faith in faith. Yeah. It, and it's not, he doesn't say so that you'll learn to live a better life. 
No, he says that so that by believing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, you will have life. But again, he doesn't stop there. He says life in his name. Yeah. See, it, John cannot help himself but get us back to Jesus. Yep. I mean, even life. He's like, yeah, life is nice, but I want you to have life in Jesus. Yeah. Right? Faith is nice, but I want you to believe in Jesus. Why? Because that's where life is. That's where light is. That's where salvation is. That's where, go back to chapter one, that's where God is. Mm -hmm. No one has ever seen God, but the one who is unique, God himself, the one who is in the Father's bosom, that one has made the Father known. You can't know God outside of Jesus. And so at the end, when Jesus is about to die, he says, and we all know this verse, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No No one one comes to the Father but by me. There you go. And so we take him at his word. Yeah. So here's the the irony in this, this idea that Christians and Jews worship the same God, but Muslims don't. I mean, they're different. Yeah. Based on the reasoning that we've just laid out, the the false reasoning of how Jews and and Christians worship the same God, you actually have to include Muslims right in that. Yeah. There there is no way to legitimately exclude Muslims from that faith group apart from the same thing that excludes Jews from that. And that or, is or falling into the trap of fundamentalism with the scriptures and say, sure. because they read a different sacred text, they're now excluded from this club of those who read the Bible. Right. But you've got to be very careful now with that, because what is it that makes the Old Testament the word of God? It points to Christ. Yeah. So are the Jews actually reading our Bible? And this is, this is, see, now we're back to the exact same place where we started. Yeah. We start with these presuppositions that they are because they're reading the same text. But, but Jesus himself says, you're reading the Old Testament, which is the right thing to read, but it's not doing you any good because yeah. you're rejecting me. Yep. And, and that's, see, when you get into this, you start choosing your ism by which you're going to define God. Yeah. And that's. And like you said, if, if you're going to do that now, intellectually, you're kind of going, well, what am I going to do to exclude Islam? Why would I exclude them? And, and right away you get into this, you're, you're kind of all of a sudden picking and choosing something that isn't Christ. Well, it's also a very defensive way of doing theology, um, which can be a very it's a very dangerous place to, to do your theology on the defense mm-hmm. where I've just got to figure out how can I keep the Muslims out of my little area over here while still allowing the Jews in? You know, right. how, do I, how do I fence this off properly so I'm letting the right people in and keeping the wrong people out? Which is just not, not that it's like, hey, we're universalists and everybody's in. We're not saying that at all, but that's also not how this works because I'm not the one who's supposed to be keeping people in and out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in and out of what? Right. I mean, well, the club, cause we're, we're running out of time. And so it's a bad time to bring up universalism, but <laughs> what's wrong with universalism? Like, why is that a bad thing? Well, my understanding, the way I would define it is everybody is eventually saved. No matter what. It sounds good. Doesn't it? Great. That's nice. Warm and fuzzy. 
Mm-hmm. But Jesus doesn't actually come into it then. Yeah. <laughs> so now we have a major problem with what God says about himself. Yeah. And and universalism, I, th- I think to be totally honest with, with ourselves, is that our human impulse to love and be kind would like universalism to be true at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have the people we don't want included, right? Usually Hitler. Yeah, I mean, he always he makes the list. He starts the list. Yeah, for some yeah. reason. Um, and then you go down the line, you have people that, you know, whatever. But nobody wants to picture people burning in hell. Right. I mean, that's just awful. I mean, people I love and, and are friends with and, and whatever, I don't want to picture them suffering. So the human inclination is to always say, well, you know, if God is love in the way that I'm loving, well, there's got to be a loophole for that guy, mm-hmm. right? Or that, or maybe that whole religion. Yeah. And so then we say, well, maybe they're worshiping the same God. They just talk about it differently, right? So right. maybe all the Jews are included. They just don't understand Jesus, the Messiah. So they'll figure it out eventually, and that's cool. Right. They still like God and Abraham, and so the promises to Abraham will get them in, right? Which is kind of a, if we want to bring up another ism, dispensationalism. We could yeah. talk about that another time. There's actually a branch well, of Christianity that teaches that's actually how it's going to work. Right. And this is... <laughs> it's and, like, and, wait, what? And we've had theologians in our days who have written books about this and say, you know, love wins at the end, so we don't have to worry about all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and and again, to put a positive spin on it, it's the motivation to not see one suffer. Right. And to see no one outside of God. And the irony is, is that that's actually what Christ came to do. Yeah. He, I mean, just think about the, the cheesiest Bible verse you can think of. For God so loved the world. Right. The whole thing. Yeah. Jesus didn't come to be exclusionary, to say, you're out. No. Yeah. Jesus came to say, you're You're in. In. Yeah. And in all of our, our working to defend God and to make it more open, we're actually rejecting the one thing that God did to save everyone. His name is Jesus. Yeah. And he's the Savior of of the world and our goal is not to dismiss him and say well you're one way to be saved no we take god seriously and say that's the way that god saves yeah so anyone who's going to be saved they need to be in christ right that there's no other option i don't get to make up another way yeah and say well god should do it this way too no 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 he he did the one thing necessary he died on the cross to forgive whose sins everyone's the whole whole world world, right not just our sins but the sins of the whole world see god has done what is required for every person to be saved the the irony of rejecting what god says is the way for everyone to be saved in favor of our own different way for everyone to be saved which in reality will just cause people to be damned exactly so (laughs) what we want to do is point all to christ and say god has done something to save you Everybody, loves you. this is for all right, of this you. This is for you. Everyone. Yeah. Muslim, and Jew, Buddhist, universalist, doesn't matter. Christ. This Christ for is for you. you. Yeah. yeah. And this, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> the point. So, so we spend all this time and what we're, we're back to once again is look at what God has done. Put all of your trust in what God has done yeah. in Christ for you, for me, for everyone. Yep. And we get him to the foot of the cross and we say, behold your God. Yep. 
This is what we do in Crucial Conversations. It's our goal in Crucial Productions, the organization that uh, produces all of this stuff. And if you have any questions, feel free to send them in. If you want us to clarify anything we've talked about in this episode or past episodes, there's a link on the website to ask a question or send an email to questions at crucialproductions.org. We would love to hear from you, help you talk through this stuff. Next week, we will be back with my pastor. Pastor Kevin Golden is going to be joining us as a special guest, and we're going to have a little bit of an Advent Christmas special. So if you have questions you want asked about Advent or Christmas, send those in as well. And Kevin we'll, Golden is a great guy. He's awesome. He's we're, we're excited. He's just fantastic. If you've, if you've listened to or watched our uh, catechism series, the first 12 episodes in this podcast, he did make an appearance a couple times there. So he's already been a part of this and we're excited to have him on again. So yes, we are. That being said, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks.